0: Hey you know, film fans. I'm Dave, and I'm John. And once again, Jeff is not with us because he's still a little bitch. God damn it, Jeff!
1: <laughs> what the fuck? Is it? Is it? Apparently, is it, I think he's the wedding think he or something a wedding. breaking you know what, it Jeff, up. You know, Jeff. You know, Jeff. He's he's doing the iProtest protest what thing. The fuck!
0: Are you are you going to celebrate yeah. the lifelong commitment of a friend or family member? Are you going to do your drinking podcast? I can't. I can't fucking deal with this. You know what? <laughs> this. Is the Love of Cinema podcast, a pod in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies both new and old with a strictly positive critical eye.
1: That's right. And to keep it honest, (laughs) you've already heard that, (laughs) the buzzer, we've made this a drinking game. And uh, this is a very special episode. So if if, uh, the rules are a little different for this one because we are doing Was It Really That Bad for this segment? Was
0: It Really That Bad?
1: Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to randomly roll because we don't know. We're going to hold a debate about the movie Catwoman and we don't know what team we're on at this point, whether I'm the positive team or the negative team or John's positive or negative. So we're going to roll that in a second live on the show and the rules will be if John rolls, whoever rolls positive, for instance, Mm -hmm. can only say Mm -hmm. good things about the film. Whoever rolls negative can only say bad things about the movie Catwoman.
0: That, right? (laughs) This is the movie... Pour yourselves a glass,
1: do the sign of the cross, (laughs) and uh, wish us luck as we head off to hospital.
0: Fucking bear with us, folks. Before we actually roll that fucking thing, let's just talk. I'll just give you the basic little introduction. So this came out in 2004. So uh, anyone who's into the movie hero franchises and stuff will realize that this was a, I would imagine this was a pretty exciting venture for Warner Brothers when they were like, you know what? Batman Begins fucking crushed it. That was the year before, I believe, 2003, I think, was when Begins mm-hmm. came out. Yeah. And they were like, you know what? This is the perfect opportunity. Halle Berry is on top of the fucking world. You know, she's just, just, just doing so well. Let's release Cap Woman, starring Halle Berry, the, uh, the over-sexualized <laughs> version of this movie. Uh, here's the IMDb mm. Pro.
1: Oh, yeah, excuse me. Sorry. Yep. The rules there haven't started see. yet, so we don't know.
0: You no, know, they haven't. But At the moment, we're still in one. positive rules. All right, here's the IMDb blurb for anyone who was lucky enough not to see this movie. Dave, hit me. <laughs> okay. A shy woman endowed with go the well. speed, <laughs> reflexes, and senses of a cat. <laughs> Throw it! I dare ya! Sorry, a little Ace Ventura 2 there for you. When the senses of a cat walks a thin line between criminal and hero. Even wait, as a detective, doggedly pursues her.
1: A shy woman. St- uh-huh. Read that again for me. A shy woman <laughs> a gets, shy woman gets en- the powers of a cat. A shy woman, with the and speed, gets...
0: reflects if a cat, walks a thin line between criminal and dude, hero.
1: get off the Wonder Woman 1984 page and read fucking Catwoman.
0: Honestly, dude. I mean, <laughs> quite literally. You know what? Is this? No, are we pointing out a major flaw in female superheroes? So are these all written by men? And they're basically just trying to say, I, well, I think good this Good and was. bad. Yeah, yeah, come on. Women are, are, yes, they they deserve, they perhaps deserve better. Well, they definitely deserve better. This movie definitely didn't give it to them. So hit me, hit Dave, hit me. Give it. <laughs> God, we haven't even started the game yet. Oh my <laughs> Lord, I'm going to roll positive. Let me finish this fucking blurb. A shy woman endowed with the speed, reflexes and senses of a cat, walks a thin line between criminal and hero, even as the detective doggedly pursues her, fascinated by both of her personas. Yeah, we can't forget the love story in there as well, mm. starring the one and only Halle Berry, single-handedly bringing down her entire career with this movie. Not her fault. Not her fault. She took a risk. She didn't know it was going to be this bad. I respect her still, mm. but unfortunately, yep. I know.
1: John I know. read that at the speed of Jeff, by the way.
0: That was that was <laughs> me trying to channel our piece of shit. You know what, Jeff? Mm. The <laughs> fuck yourself. You fucking asshole. Uh, starring Jesus. Halle Berry. Sharon Stone, which is really fun. I did enjoy yeah. her. And Benjamin Brett, Mr., you know, Mr. Congeniality. I fucking love that guy. He always does his job very well. No problems at all with the acting in these in this movie. I'm being dead serious. This was directed by one name here. This is his only name that he goes by in his uh his directorial DGA card, Pitoff. P-I-T-O-F. Uh he. Hmm. He was a fashion how did, how, photographer. How do How do you get
1: through How do you get through the website login with that?
0: Cuz I mean, it, like it's asking for first
1: name last name. What what does he do?
0: You know what when you if you are badass enough if you are badass enough to pull off the one name thing that is cool. I mean my hat is off to him. This guy has clearly yeah. had a very successful career in in uh commercials fashion photography uh visual effects Hmm. it looks like he did ended up doing a lot he has 18 credits for visual effects not as he made this film and now he's in witness
1: protection but yeah
0: honestly i mean this was uh not picking on this guy but you know (laughs) i think some risks were taken and we're going to determine in a little bit when we play our game if he succeeded or not he did not direct any other major motion pictures that anyone would be aware of this was kind of this was his big opportunity it sounds like and um well let's play our game and let's determine if he succeeded or not all
1: right so we're gonna we're gonna (laughs) randomly roll we're about to find out what roles we have positive or negative team uh i should point out that i am drinking whiskey for this episode because i'm so confident we can pull this off uh so let's hit this little button
0: let's do it No, he's laughing. Folks, fuck you, Dave. What, what's uh, my fate?
1: John is the positive team <laughs> and I <laughs> I rolled negative. I, I finally one of these rolls came up my way. Oh my god, I've been stuck on positive team for some some absolute pieces of shit. So Oh boy. Uh,
0: <laughs> oh boy. And uh so folks, we usually have some kind of of moderator uh, they will kind of ask us some questions, but I think it's just going to be Dave and I just fucking bitching at each other about this. So the movie, the, the rules will go out the window, uh,
1: like they always do in this segment.
0: But you know what? I'm going to try, Dave. Mm. I'm going to give you my opening statement to for okay. our debate. <laughs> that's that's it. it. That's it. Uh, <laughs> that's like all I've got. Um, I just threw up my you mouth. Know, there, <laughs> are, uh, <laughs> there are there uh, are superhero movies. This was. But again, let's give them some credit. When did the first Batman come out? Nineteen eighty-eight, I believe. The the Michael Keaton that Tim Burton Batman. Right. I think it was eighty-eight. So you know what? After the mid to late seventies, Superman no, movies. No, was, was it the ninety. Was it eighty-nine? It was eighty-nine. I think the first one came out in eighty-nine. We're in the middle. I can search yeah. it if I want, but anyway, yeah. come at me. Tell me what the right date is. But either way, late eighties, early nineties, we had Tim this show. Burton's films. <laughs> We had the super uh, the Batman uh, Batman films in the eighties super uh, Superman films in the late seventies. Then there was a huge break. All right, so let's give these people some credit. There was a huge break and departure from superhero films. Then we had fucking like Blade started coming out of the woodwork. We mm-hmm. had the X Men starting to show up in two thousand, and then we had the Batman Begins. The Batman. We just had Batman Begins, and I think it was two thousand two or three. Huge success. So everybody was excited. Like, okay, I guess I guess the tent's open again. Let's. Let's take some chances. So I'm going to talk positively very quickly. Good luck. Because there might not be too much to say about, (laughs) about Warner Brothers. (laughs) (laughs) Warner Brothers taking a chance on this man, Pitoff. I I really don't know much about him. I've read, you know, some of his, he started as a photographer. You can tell that from the way he likes to, his cinematography feels very like commercial and, and fashion oriented. The, The colors are are really really vibrant it's almost almost distractingly so and i don't mean that to sound negative but yeah i'm pretty sure the colors were an accident yeah yeah very possible (laughs) uh but i do respect that they took enormous risks which i'm trying to put my head in the same place that the warner's executives were because i've i've watched you know a lot of back behind the scenes you know documentary stuff on the making of batman begins and one thing that is consistent throughout that is that they took an enormous risk on this vision from Chris Nolan. They were just giving him basically lots of money and everyone just kind of, they didn't really question it. They just kind of said, let's let's roll the dice. It's, we're going to go big or we're going to go home. So I do respect that they did a very similar thing with this man, Pitoff, and his vision for Catwoman. I bet his pitch for this movie was sexy and interesting and and not what you would expect very uh, different from Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman in the Tim Burton movies, which I'm a huge fan of. But but this was very different. Mm. Um, whether or not you think that he pulled off this vision successfully is uh, is up to you. But I respect that this movie took risks. Do you agree with me that this movie took risks? I mean, Dave? I
1: love that. I love that your your internet your internet crapped out about halfway through that. We still got most of it, but even the internet was trying to stop oh you bullshitting at that level. Like I can tell you what the pitch was. the the pitch The pitch was: uh, a meek fashion designer witnesses her corrupt employer scheming, gets flushed down a sewage pipe, and ends up at the Jellicle Ball, where Old Deuteronomy puts himself himself inside her. This joke doesn't need a punchline. I'm not writing a punchline for this joke. It's, it's just like you know what? It's, so I'm not supposed there is, to buzz. It's thin, Dave thin when he's as fuck.
0: Saying- you know, I know, I know you're arguing for negative, but just because you've got a glass of whiskey beside you, I'm just gonna just gonna give you a little bit of <laughs> that, dick. just because I want you to yeah. get drunk no, with so, me. It's wow, he just the,
1: like basically it starts it starts off with her like, and I want to give I want to give a shout out for absolutely literal creative writing here because um, I, do you know about the save the cat moment? <laughs> The save the yeah, cat moment in a film. Before, yeah. yeah, the save the cat moment in a film is where you get your potential hero to do something good so it endears themselves to the audience. This movie literally has her climb out on the thing to save a cat.
0: Quite literally, folks. That is how... Yeah. That is part of the exposition of this movie is that this strange, shy woman... You know, yeah. it came from within, Dave. It was. It was in the exposition. It was clear. The structure was there. She needed to get out on that ledge and try <laughs> to get that cat which is a cat that could have landed on its feet, but she felt the need yeah. to get out there and make sure mm-hmm. that it wasn't going to fall to its death, even though cats don't do that. Uh, <laughs> and she needed to. How else would they have set up the very, uh, the very I mean, deep and complex it, love to, story yeah, between is, her and Benjamin Bratt?
1: It is not often you get writing with a total lack of creative subtlety, but this nails it.
0: You know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, you I just don't fucking care. You can't. Care. I'm you trying can't to get it again. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> damn it! I'm, to, I'm just because it's for fun. Um, I uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying over here. I'm 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 trying to speak positively about this movie. My friend Dave okay, just so keeps shitting on it. Can
1: you can you imagine? Well, it's my job. I, I'm on the negative team. Can you imagine though? Sure, like sure. you you take you've just like basically this was just after Pfeiffer had nailed this. Like, it wasn't that long I after mean, Five her had nailed the performance nail of it Catwoman. Did. And it, like, they, they're like, the studio execs and this director are like, what if we make a movie about one of the best characters from Batman Returns, but without the bat, we'll also recast one of the most popular performances of the time. Also, she's an Egyptian god or something, and he's separately from everything that made the character great her constant counterpoint to Batman's morality and the battle with her own. Like, she, there's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> there, like there everything that was fantastic about the
0: like, hey, i've got to refill this i'm gonna do this on camera uh, oh my god the, that uh, is a bottle of bourbon dude <laughs> The crazy um, fuck
1: like everything that was good about this like that is great
0: about Jesus this character christ that
1: was an australian poor that was an australian is uh is taken away in this movie it's this yeah like, it, they've literally turned Catwoman into a caricature of what it was, and then right in the middle of the film, they slip in a fucking photo of Michelle Pfeiffer. It's like, is it connected or not? Make up your mind. You, you know, know what? It's they, And uh, That's the I best. Think, that is the best thing I can say about this film.
0: You're really uh, you're putting me to work over here, David. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, <laughs> you have enjoyed watching me explain. I think I think they had. I think they had. A, Again, with that with that risk in in mind, they were trying to ask themselves: Is there something wrong? And I'm, I actually am being serious here. I think when they were still trying to determine how how sexualized and how powerful can you, b- because of that sexualization, can you make women as superheroes? And I respect that they casted somebody as on top of their game as Halle Berry, because you know you don't want to take a risk with someone that's kind of unknown, or else they may have she may have come off as just you know it may have seemed cheap and. Obviously, critics thought that this was cheap, that they took the low blow. They took the low road trying to this. Her costume literally like gets less and less until she figures out who she is. And then the real cat woman is the least amount of clothing. There's no armor. Yeah, yeah you know, no, it's, this, it's very it's, small.
1: It's slashed leather pants that are slashed so that you can see as much of her yeah. as possible. And basically um, like a and weird I'm, ass. I'm sorry, but the, the dialogue actually made my ass hurt at one point. Like, wow. is that normal? Like, they when they when they're doing the the like they're investigating the robbery and they're like, oh, what do we call her? Cat chick, cat broad? What the
0: fuck is this yeah, dialogue? trying to figure out. Like, I don't know. I, 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 David, I mean, it, it like got you're...
1: It, it got four golden raspberries for very good reasons. I mean, I Berry, Halle Berry. Halle Berry. This is the one where Halle Berry famously turned up to collect her Razzie. We're holding her Oscar that she won the same year or the year before. Um, Monsters Ball. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, she thanked Warner Brothers for making me do this piece of shit film. Now you can't get a better review than that.
0: Wow, I mean that is just that is just crazy. I again, folks, I'm sitting here. I'm gonna I'm trying to argue the positive. Um, you know what movies didn't have enough of CGI cats until this movie. <laughs> this movie provided uh, a plethora of CGI cats that were um, if they were supposed to not be realistic. This this movie nailed it if they were supposed to be unrealistic oh you're
1: on the line you're on the line uh,
0: cat, yeah i mean <laughs> you know what there's uh it just there were so many moments where i kept thinking yeah i guess you could have trained a cat to do that mm. but i mean I'm some of those cats were trained and you went for the yeah some of the yeah. cats but uh yeah i mean they personally they, here, they personally
1: asked to be put down after the film but like they would yeah because even they you know didn't what? want the credit yeah,
0: all right, okay. you know what?
1: I'll get. I'm going to turn this off. I, I know you can't take this anymore. I'm going to turn this off. You can you oh can now gosh, say what you man. want, but if you said no, all right. So if you said anything negative, all
0: right, <laughs> all right. This movie is kind of the kind of
1: let's 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 this? just let's just tell this for what it is.
0: Yeah, you know what? Clean slate. Mm. Yeah, we try. We this tried is for, to. We this tried. Is for all of us. Lloyd, yeah, you're a
1: bastard for suggesting this.
0: God damn it! Okay, this movie is one of those movies though mm. that I wish I could have watched with you and Jeff. And yeah. anybody else who wants to just have a good time watching a really bad movie. I mean, this is this is just objectively, it just doesn't but work and it's silly. It's so 2 vibes.
1: They they lost me when they named her Patience Phillips. Like why why is she called Patience Phillips? Selena Kyle is Catwoman. I know, like, dude. I was first, making... That was the
0: first thing I said. And yeah, when I and, started watching this and with then... the, my girlfriend.
1: Apparently, like it gets revealed by this crazy fucking lady that has a way yeah. bigger house than she should have for an out of work professor in the middle of the city. By the way, and uh, yeah. <laughs> like, and it gets revealed that there is this like this cult of catwomen now. Like everyone, yes. like this woman's a Catwoman. This woman's a Catwoman. And I mean, I get if they'd done what they were originally going to do, which apparently they were trying to get one of the uh, original Catwoman from the Batman series to play that role the original, like, the Mm. old Batman series, Um, they were trying to get someone from there to play that role. I can't remember which one it was. Um, But if they'd got that, it would have been great. But because they had this, like, other woman just there as an exposition device, it was just ridiculous. It's like this doesn't add to your film at all.
0: Yeah, I think sometimes the origins—they, you know—we're so convinced that there are so many, you know, sweet origin stories and superheroes and stuff, and it's usually a very reliable device. And this is her origin story. This is this is a contemporary catwoman origin story. Hmm. Um, and I just felt like it was—I I agree, dude. I felt like it was kind of a uh, cheap the way they tried to tried to put everything together to make a, a giant statement about. It was just so obviously saying that women can be complicated and bad and good and they're not total f- the freedom is power thing which is of course those are wonderful true sentiments i mean but when they, you put it when you squeeze it through something like this and try to make it very indicative of exactly who she is and that she doesn't really get to discover that except you know she does in the hmm. script but it doesn't feel like she discovers it because it's so it's so are we both know, being buzzed for bus- bus-
1: negative by the way like now we're, we're back on the normal rules
0: yeah, let's
1: do it. again. <laughs> <laughs> right. I can go for it. Okay, yeah. I mean, my, like what you said about the way it's written for a for a women empowerment film. She's they like she, they spend an exorbitant amount of time lusting after men. Like this thing Honestly, did do. not. Yeah. yeah, it does not pass the test at all. Like her uh, her best friend, who uh, ironically is also Lois Griffin, so no wonder she fucking went nuts. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, like, she spends almost the entire movie asking her, have you boned this guy yet? And I'm trying to bone this doctor. Like, that's her whole point of conversation in the entire movie. And, like, that did, I don't know how they thought that was empowering. It's like, okay, we can make her overtly sexual, and that's empowering for women. No, it's what you want women to be. Like,
0: that's badly, it's really badly written. Which really surprised me because I'm going to check this, but I'm pretty sure one of the writers mm. on this screenplay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, give buzz. yourself that shit. Uh, okay, so I'm seeing, as, as usual with these bigger movies, there's a lot of people who are getting writing credits. The story and screenplay. Okay, the screenplay credits are three men. Surprise, surprise. Yes not saying mm-hmm. that men are incapable of writing complicated female characters some of my favorite directors have obviously been able to write the opposite sex men and women and it's it can be it can be exciting the only woman who was associated with the writing of this thing which she's just credited with story is Teresa Rebeck who's a really excellent playwright and you know it ju- it does just feel kind of like maybe she had some some two cents in there that were that were either supposed to be interpreted differently or for whatever reason, they just were never really taken and applied directly into the screenplay. They were just big story moments because she's, she's credited with story again, not not the mm. actual writing on the screenplay. But I kept feeling. and Tell me if you felt this way, Dave, because I have never seen this movie before. This was the we first time agree I saw on this. on this point.
1: Oh, this is my fourth attempt to watch this all the way through, and <laughs> okay, well, this is on the fourth attempt I finally did.
0: <laughs> all right, track it for me, and maybe your maybe your awesome wife watched this with you, and she could give me some. She some did not. Here she well. she
1: bailed. Man, she was not in this at all.
0: <laughs> okay, so my girlfriend watched it with me, though, and she said she had watched it several years ago or whatever, oh, and she thought you it was guys kind okay? of like laugh out loud, ridiculous. <laughs> well, she just thought it was so silly, and it yeah. is. I did have fun watching. I had more fun watching this than I was anticipating. It really is. It's bad enough. You can laugh at it. You don't have to take it too seriously. It's ridiculous. However, as a person, whatever, trying to be responsible nowadays in this day and age and trying to enable you know those sides of myself as an audience member... I remember when we were younger and obviously coming out of the 70s and 80s, definitely into the 90s, when when there there was a power, something positive that came from sexualizing women, that there wasn't supposed to be this to, to get away from the puritanical oppressed kind of thing. Hmm. And I appreciated that when it's when it's handled, I you know. I didn't. I do like, I just like, don't think this was, was dude. I was kept that, feeling uncomfortable.
1: Was that? like, again, I feel like that was a man's interpretation of power because it it gives you another place to be where you don't you don't interfere with my income.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, then let's again. Not, I'm sorry, folks. If you listened hmm. to our episode earlier this week, I couldn't help but slip into a little bit of a comparison between this new Suicide Squad movie we just talked about in the previous Suicide Squad movie, but. Dave mentioned the the great and powerful Michelle Pfeiffer. I love that Batman movie. Uh, yes. Returns. I think she is one of the many things that is wonderful in that movie. So let's try. Let's just put on that that thinking cap for a second. She is extremely sexualized in that movie, and for some reason, it's not offensive. It, it's handled in hmm. a there, there's a way that she is portrayed as using that that is strictly powerful versus this, like you said, because there are so many conversations between her. And um, uh, Dan, mm. what's her name? Uh, Alex Borstein, her her friend, uh, yeah. Lois. And yeah, there are so many scenes between them where they're only talking about Benjamin Bratt's character, this guy she has a crush mm. on. There's so much conversation about how she is this sexually repressed being that it kind of has a weird Sandra D effect from Greece a little bit. It kind of turns oh, yeah. into this thing where and
1: if also- she's not
0: that, then there's something wrong with her. Versus Michelle Pfeiffer, who also was, you know, kind of this shy, strange person. That discovers it, but because you never really tap into her point of view and returns in the same way Batman returns, I think it works. There's this detached, yeah. uh, this also moment the, on the, the edge most kind of thing. The, the most beautiful moment
1: in like in Batman Returns with Fiverr is like when they both say the thing they said to each other on the rooftop and yes. they realize who the other person is. And her first question out of her mouth is like, Do we have to fight now? And it, yes. it's it's just it's it's a beautiful moment, and it's a thing between those two characters where those like, those two people are obviously attracted to each other, and they now realize what they both are, and like there's this whole extra layer to her. It's like she's not just like lusting after this man and pining for this man. She has an attraction yeah. to this this guy, and then realizes that oh, he's also something else, and so am I. We both have issues. Like it's it's a it's a more mature totally, take dude. on it.
0: Good call. Yeah. yeah, and I think that we're we're. we're not to talk about those two movies like they're the same tone because they're not. Like the point oh, you made my. is true regardless. But as as weird as Tim Burton can be, I do think that those movies are the characters are grounded in a different way. So Michelle Pfeiffer's character mm. got to discover that, whereas Halle Berry's we, we we clearly know that it's so obvious in the script that she is supposed to discover it. The you know Francis Conroy's the Strange Catwoman telling her about yeah. it. Like there are so many things that are predictably leading her to that discovery she finally has at the end. But it feels so forced and indicative that it feels disingenuous. And whenever something is disingenuous that is handling subject matter like like the empowerment of women and and the power of of sex hmm. and 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 freedom, yeah. if you don't handle that correctly, it can it can turn into something that is exclusively I mean, disrespectful, which this did start to feel a little bit like how many slow pans up her body are they going to do? How many? Oh, no, I like, oh Yeah, the actual, the pun, the actual but costume. She's was, on the catwalk.
1: Yeah. She's the on the catwalk. She, like, but, like, she's, she, well, she's walking along the top of a building, and they do a full pan around yeah, her, starting a with full her butt. Pan
0: around Yeah, starting and, just her but ass. Yeah. The,
1: like, the worst part about that shot is that it's so badly CG. The buildings aren't moving at the speed they're supposed to behind her. And then when the yeah. camera stops, the building like the camera stops at a full frontal on her face, and you see her in the mask and everything. And the buildings aren't moving at all, so she's she looks like she's just walking in the spot in front
0: of a camera. And it it's like the shoot in someone's living room. Yeah, like it's versus versus. No, dude, we're insane. Yeah, we haven't been buzzing ourselves very well, have we? You know, this is for me too. Uh, <laughs> you better <bad> enough. <laughs> all right, so there's no there's no. There's no CGI, certainly not in the same amount uh, in the in the early Batmans. And I remember even as a kid just being like, obviously, I am, I'm you're supposed to be very attracted to Michelle Pfeiffer's Batman. The sex is a part of it, the way she wields that. And the cat thing, like, obviously, yeah. it's in the character. We're not being fucking naive here. Of course, that's going to be a part of yes. the character. But it's all about, it's such a good lesson in the point of view from, like, directing. Because... There are so many instances in returns where they show her from a distance because you kind of have Batman's point of view a lot in that movie. You're you're watching her story as well, but you never really get inside Selena Carlisle's head the way you do the way Batman Kyle. is seeing her. I think Kyle, hmm. excuse me, Selena hmm. Kyle. And yeah, I feel like Belinda Carlisle,
1: which is a whole different thing.
0: Yeah, excuse me. <laughs> I feel like this one was so it was trying to be so subjective that uh, there was almost a there was almost a layer of like it, it negated what was happening to her emotionally to discover that like it went straight for the catnip what? the catnip oh my god the cat cat catnip
1: scene it. was ridiculous and then also there's like the the one thing that like really put me off i was like when she first starts to realize like her possessed cat powers um and she goes to the basketball court and oh my god, he dude, challenges her to one on one and they're basically eye-fucking
0: each other in front of a class of, of kids. school kids. Folks, get I'm off, like, press pause on this podcast right now and look up on YouTube Catwoman ba- ba- basketball sequence. It is, I mean, that yeah. alone got her the Razzie. That alone <laughs> won the Razzie, dude. Who the fuck saw that in the storyboard room and was like, this is solid gold. Yeah. We're, we're, go- we're going for this. I'll, I mean, well, well, what we're, we're picking, yeah.
1: while we're picking it apart, why is there a nightclub in the shipping crate district? Like they're in amongst I all know, these dude, shipping crates <laughs> and this guy walks out between two shipping crates and there's a door to a fucking nightclub there. What? what?
0: It's literally the way it's shot too. Cause the way they introduced that mm. secret to you, you, think, oh, clearly they're in a, a shipping crate yard. They're in a shipping yard. Hmm. And then it shows you the like, two girls walk past yeah. him in like club outfits. You're like, what the
1: fuck? What is happening? I mean, I at least called the nightclub local Eight or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's a union joke, was, um, everyone. <laughs> that was a union joke. You know what? There was no kidding. Yeah, nice joke. I didn't, <laughs> yeah, nice try. I didn't even uh, write that I one did down. Like, I did like her. The shot of her getting like expelled with water with the whatever the fluid was coming out of the pipe. There were hmm. a few visual moments that I thought were. We're pretty yeah. well done, but it's just again, it's just it just doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, the, the one, thing, I, if, yeah, if the one story thing yeah, isn't there. the
1: one thing I really dug was when they first went into her like her full cat motion when they started going into that really bad Harry Potter fucking CG where it's Harry Potter but not oh, Harry yeah. Potter. And uh it yeah, was so... Uh, do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do it. And uh they
0: kritish. do this one they do this one <laughs> shot.
1: Yeah, they do this one shot where um it was uh like right on her face, basically, and she's like climbing, but the camera's yeah. following her. I was like, "That's a fucking brilliant shot. I love that shot." And it, it's that—that yeah. that is that one shot is a highlight of this movie. That—that's the best, as good as it gets. Like I'm really yeah, happy that- when the—I was really happy when the music stopped, because like at, at a lot of points they were cutting on the fucking beat, so they were cutting yeah. here and cutting here, and the cutaways during the fight scenes are just fucking comical. It just takes you Dude, right out of it. I was just about to say, can
0: we, yeah. let's just talk about the editing and for, for a second. Like a layman, anybody who watches this movie is going to notice like, what the fuck is up with the editing? Like they're, they're mm. clearly trying a style in this movie. And again, they took a huge risk. I'm sure that was in the pitch. We're going to, you know, you're not going to be able to, to really tell what's happening because it's moving too quick for you, like a cat. I can hear, I can like hear the, 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 the bad pitch in my head right now, but they, a lot of, yeah, sure, a lot of editors, <laughs> this is a lot not of going editors well. will tell you, <laughs> I know, dude. a lot of editors will tell you that even in like really heavily stylized pieces, if you notice the editing, that's, that's a terrible, that's usually a bad it's, sign. Especially
1: when they, they like, they have a, like a, a quick, uh, like martial arts sequence. Right. um where she she kicks and then they cut to her doing a cat pose and then they like, she kicks again She another yeah. cat pose and it's like it's yeah. a hand cat pose we're not even like crouched on the ground or anything it's a hand cat pose and it, like yeah. it was like why why do we need that reaction there like pull the camera out and just fucking go for it
0: i kept and dude, it was, it I was kept terrible. the exact same feeling and not just mm. during the fight sequences i kept saying like Jesus Christ! Just pull the camera back a little bit and let me just watch this for a second. He's fucking. He just drank half half a glass of bourbon, folks. That's (laughs) where where things are going well. Yeah, but I did keep saying that to myself. I kept asking, "What the the style clearly wasn't really achieving uh, an intimacy with the character." Uh, You know, sometimes when you see stylistic sequences like that. First of all you should, you know it's like a strong spice you shouldn't do that throughout an entire movie like yeah, no. people are going to get bored they're going to start to be able to predict exactly what you're doing but to do it throughout in general not only is it you know does it have problems just visually but for, from a character perspective i never got a chance to just watch her to just be steady with her to just see her actually having to deal with this and mm. I was noticing, except when she's walking, when she's walking,
1: when she's walking away from the camera. Oh, if hold they're on doing that yeah. like crazy, yeah. If
0: they're doing a fashion sequence, then yeah, they're going to let you just yeah, do a it's, one. It's, giant you've stock. either
1: got fashion or music video, one of the two.
0: I was watching though, and I think you're going to agree with me. They had more than enough coverage, obviously to have that much yeah. editing. But I kept asking myself, like, why... Okay. Who cares if they covered it that much? If the director, you know, if Pitoff had this yeah. vision in his head, okay, you come into the editing booth and you have all this coverage. You try a few sequences out and you realize, all right, maybe that'll work here and there. But there's when when it's not necessary to actually tell your story and you're just doing that over and over and over again. I'm just curious if at any point somebody had some some notes to say like. I feel like this is distracting. It, this mm. movie doesn't even feel like it's about Catwoman anymore. I mean, it feels I'm, I'm, like it's about the way you're telling it.
1: To be honest, I'm wondering: is this poster up in Warner Brothers' exact headquarters with "Never Again" written above it? Yeah, I just
0: came into it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Look, I feel so bad. Dave and I are both filmmakers. Whenever we get kind of negative on a film, like. Of course, there was a piece of me that wants to shake Pitoff's hands. Like, he made a movie. Yeah, that's he really made a movie. That's like, That's
1: great. But, but at
0: the same time, you know what? We have all made mistakes. I have made mistakes. Dave's made like, mistakes, I'm sure. Yeah.
1: But if I had that level of budget, like, if I had someone hand me the reins to something like this, and, like, I would hold up the release of this film if it was that bad.
0: I feel you, dude. I was... You're beating me too. It's Stop buzzing yourself. I'm coming for you, motherfucker. You know what? Just for fun. Mm. Fuck you. Ah, I heard an interview on the Smartless List podcast uh, this past week. JJ Abrams was on talking to the guys. And uh, he said something about, I thought it was really good. He said, you know, when you're, when you're hi- hiring your crew, you always want to hire people He was quoting somebody else. I think he was quoting Chris Rock. He heard Chris Rock say this and I thought it was great. You want to hire people who could be your boss. You want to hire people who know so much about their specific thing that they're always going to have ideas about what to tell you. So, And I'm coming from that alter perspective. I I love it when when directors bring a very singular vision to the screenplay and, and the film. But you also want to make sure that you're surrounded by people who are going to check you appropriately. And if you're taking a gigantic risk like this, like I just can't imagine the test audiences didn't just shit this thing right out of the can. I can't. I oh, can't they did. Believe there were massive reshoots.
1: There were massive reshoots for this. Apparently, like they, this did a, not man. do well with test audiences at all. This it's and an this anomaly, was after dude. this was after the test audiences. This is what we
0: got. And again, perhaps one of the worst things that came out of this 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 unfortunate failure is that Halle Berry is. Is a very talented human being, and I think she mm. really did. Her career took a big hit after this. I just feel like I stopped what seeing she, she her did, as, uh, as, actually as it's, often.
1: It's funny because of this. She actually um, questioned this while she was shooting this. She was like, "Why can't?" Because basically, they had uh, her version of Catwoman fighting Sephora executives. It's like why? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, she was she's fighting a makeup company, basically. Yeah. And it, it, I know, it's we like, haven't really
0: touched on this. But.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, the big premise is they release the makeup that basically is addictive, and if you stop using it, it kind of makes you fucking look like the Joker. But, like, she's, so she's fighting Sephora executives, and she was like, why can't, why can't Catwoman fight the same people Batman and Superman fight? Why can't she save the world? And everyone kind of went, no, just, just do your thing and shut her down. So when she, when she finished this film, the first thing she did was try to direct something because she wanted more creative input. So wow. it did expand her as a person, like the, the the response she got from this, because she was like, this is supposed to be like a big empowerment thing. Why can't she be at the level of like the guys are at? And they were like, Shh, just just do you, just just walk.
0: It was really and, weird. And, yeah. and, and, and I will praise uh, the Sephora executive <laughs> Uh, Sharon Stone is good in this.
1: Sorry, Savora, I, I just picked you out of no, random. Sorry. No,
0: honestly, I mean that, that literally is is what it's like. It's this beauty cream, and everybody's yeah. using it, and she's trying to stop a release because she realizes it it's uh, turning women insane and and killing them and making them sick. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Sharon Stone plays the main executive, and she's really good in it. Um, I don't know, man. I I hear the point you're making, and I agree with it. You're supposed to learn from from uh i don't want to say failures but maybe mistakes like obviously yeah. some mistakes i don't think it works
1: she, she definitely learned pitoff went back to france but like ever she she really learned from this i think and i i mean i'm sure some good things came out like movies changed after this this there was, I
0: was yeah so i was about to say i think we all yeah. i think i think we all changed after this again i had not seen this until recently but i remember hearing people talk about this and and our expectations for—I'm not just talking like brechtel tests and stuff—but our expectations for mm. for for women in film in general, but especially the superheroes. Um, I mean,
1: yeah, this this was I feel like when Wonder Woman amaze. came
0: out and people were talking about like should she have been wearing the the wedge heels for her for her battle you know attire, I I think that's a it's not far enough, but it's a good distance from the fucking fashion you know catwalks that they were having her do like three or four times in this movie it does seem like yeah. there's a an entirely different take now on what is required to make to make these female superheroes entire complex emotional characters not shy reclusive women who need to be sexualized to actually gain their power i mean i just god is that really what that's what this fucking movie's about isn't it mm. <laughs> Just, I can I cannot believe this it's, movie got made. It's like, dude. yeah. If you're, sh- is, if you're shy, terrible. you
1: need to get possessed by a cat so that you can overly sexualize yourself and be successful. Yeah, no, that's the message. That was it was bad. She knew it. She moved on from it. She has a much better mo- like Halle Berry has a much better message now.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, something we've all good. seen
1: John Week Three. She kicks ass yeah. in that.
0: She kicks ass in that movie, and you know yeah. what, folks, she and a lot of stuff since movie, actually, like,
1: yeah. So I mean, she yeah, it, actually it's, it's quite. They, she did a phenomenal job, to be honest, with the turd she was given. In I this mean, film, yeah,
0: going, going. I sorry, I'm, let me get you there. Wait for <laughs> there you go. That's you. I mean, yeah. Considering they literally had her like play with a ball of catnip and like move but around, but she and re- still went into it. Like- she
1: still went into it. She did her job, and yeah. she did the best she could. She tried to influence it. They tried to stamp it down. She influenced it a little bit. Um, Yeah, it's like. And also- you know what, also-
0: dude? I wanted to ask you this, just for the climate wise. I bet if this movie came out now, maybe not literally this exact movie, but
1: yeah, this would never. get You know, released something now. like this. You
0: no, know, an oversexualized yeah. like version of Cab Woman. But I think if it did come out now, it it might actually. I don't know. There's a part of me that thinks it might be released with a little, a little bit more of a reception, just because. We now live in a world of superheroes, and way more risks are being taken with the way they tell their stories. At that time, mm-hmm. though, I think it was just the worst possible time for them to try to take a chance. On, I mean, if they rewrote you know, this a classic female, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, but the like the dialogue in this is the worst.
0: It's so, terrible. Yeah, I, mean, no, I, the, I, I hate saying yeah. that. I know it also,
1: sounds so negative. I, and lazy I, want to. I want to. It's for both of us. I want to. I also want to bring up. The Ferris Wheel. They're on the oh Ferris God, Wheel. Dude. Okay, there's a sequence where they're on the Ferris Wheel together, her and Benjamin Bratt, and uh the Ferris Wheel breaks, and he's like, I've gotta go save the day. And he climbs out and he climbs down the Ferris wheel to try and fix it. And there's this kid in another in another Ferris wheel car and it's breaking. And she sees that it's breaking using Catwoman Vision. And uh then <laughs> she uh basically she she realizes this kid's gonna fall. So you see the camera switch to her vision where, where it goes down one of the strats, along one of the strats, down one of the strats, and leaps into the car. And then she she catches him. Then it cuts yeah. back to Benjamin Bratt on the ground, and the entire crowd in the background is just looking She's up bored. Yeah. And no one was like, Hey, did you fucking see that?
0: Did you see that woman move like a yeah, cat? woman yeah. <laughs> exactly just like fucking
1: down the like. No. Nothing happened. Yeah. Like she she totally yeah. used her fucking cat powers in public and nobody bat an eyelid.
0: Yeah, I thought that was, shoddy, that was an shoddy fucking filmmaking. That was an oversight for sure. I also think uh, a little little reference to our previous episode on Suicide Squad, where you're talking about these super villains. Mm. Catwoman is a villain. She is. She is a villain hero. You know, there's a lot of conflict she, in there. I mean, They wrote her yeah, that she, way.
1: She is ambiguous. Yes.
0: Exactly. She definitely so, fits in
1: with the, the crowd.
0: I think they missed an enormous opportunity to... Okay, so once again, I'm, you're not supposed to have your wishes fulfilled. I want to be surprised. I want it to be unpredictable. But when they were first showing her get her powers and stuff, and she went into that museum and the jewelry and everything, there was a part of me that was like, oh, this could be more interesting than I thought it was going to be. Maybe she's going to actually turn into a really excellent burglar and it's going to mess with her, like her relationship. And of course it did just enough to, to pimp the character Mm. into having a reason to keep seeing Benjamin Bratt. But there was a, I think they really missed the ball on what, again, not to refer to them too often, but they're just so successful at it. The way Marvel does play with the ambiguity, the ethical and moral ambiguity of their, their so-called superheroes within the context of, the them, themselves, the group, the Avengers, and the world and the governments. I think it's been proven that you can do that, and it's always interesting. It's going to create more of a dilemma for an audience to have to decide, why am I rooting for them? Is, are they actually super, or is this just wrong? And I think that this is the iconic version of that. Catwoman is mm. supposed... To, she was the original ambiguity. You know, everybody yeah. who started getting into those comic books... I think was very aware that like, she's obviously like always messing with Batman. Like you're never quite yeah. sure whose side she's on. And I think, you know, in modern adaptations, they've tried to carry that through. And I just think this was just a, a really, a, a big, a big missed opportunity to try to take advantage of that. Because oh, hell really yeah. Also, in the also like just, my biggest, my biggest point it. of
1: consent contention is if you're going to have her act like a cat, have her act like a goddamn cat. Not once did she puke on the rug in Sharon Stone's house.
0: <laughs> really, yeah, I'm giving you that double 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 Ma- yeah I also thought maybe they were gonna go funny and have her like hawk up yeah. fucking hairballs and shit I mean like she that, was I mean,
1: I'm, I'm sure at some point her direction was ah do what Eartha Kitt does
0: dude <laughs> come on dude come on. no really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the act the acrobatics the acrobatics just, the perfect like, and all that sort of shit the, the perfect yeah. I mean there were so many the, like all because, that is I,
1: Eartha, that's Eartha Kit Catwoman like yeah. that was that was classic Eartha Kit Catwoman and but it doesn't fit do you think they were cat- really
0: going for that though because when that series was, I that don't like know
1: the, I don't think they knew what they were going for with this
0: well, they yeah, were like let's, the let's do
1: everything ever like because they had Eartha Kit stuff they had a little bit of FIFA, they had a photo of Fifer. Like, I don't think they knew what they wanted to be. They were like, let's try and do it all.
0: I mean, I think they were just trying to turn her into a model, which was, you know, they were tr- Yeah, they, they were
1: trying to turn her into a franchise, I think is what they were trying to do, but it just didn't I mean, work.
0: I guess so. But like, yeah. you know what? There's a way to fucking do that. I would have watched, watched one or yeah. two more Pfeiffer movies. I mean,
1: <laughs> step one would be have some women write this fucking script?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a great place to start. We could at least yeah. make sure that it's not... <laughs> It's not fucking sexist from the get-go. This
1: this would have been a, I want to say at least a fifty percent better film if women had written the screenplay, because there's no way in hell half this dialogue would have made it through the the vetting
0: process. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I, it really, yeah. it was weird seeing Alex Borstein uh, deliver that dialogue. And yeah. no judgment on her. You know, I'm glad no, she's working. she. No, she. Everybody did what they but, were told. Yeah. It's just kind of strange. It felt was like, wow, this, this what a two dimensional character. Mm. Like this woman is just talking about her friends' dating life. Like the, that's it. Like the whole time yeah. and her crush on a doctor. All right. I don't know. This. Uh, well, I, this I, movie I feel like we've we've ridiculous. done this enough. Yeah. Yes. It,
1: this is this is <laughs> like I, I've seen a lot of great films since we started this podcast, and every now and then one comes along that just feels like work. This was one of them.
0: Yeah, I, I will mm. still say I think if you have enough alcohol and whatever else you're into in your system, you might be able to laugh your way through this because it's that bad. You know, it really is that bad. All right. Well, Dave disagrees. <laughs> I didn't mind this. I don't think I minded watching this as much as you did. I think I laughed enough and I had a good enough time. Whew. But um, if you are really into superhero movies and your expectations are are real, obviously you're probably going to be disappointed, but there's a lot of stuff you yeah. can learn from.
1: If you're really and- <laughs> into superheroes, log on to HBO Max and watch The Suicide Squad. <laughs> check out our episode
0: from earlier this week yeah. alright that's yeah. it that's Catwoman directed by Pete's starring Halle Berry 2004 if you feel like checking it out I'm pretty sure it is also on HBO Max right now no, yeah it is
1: you might not after listening to this but uh, thanks yeah. for staying with we us we talked
0: about this for almost 50 minutes it probably deserved like 20 or 30 but, uh, Yeah. thanks for yeah. sticking I'm, with us I'm if you cutting this us the I'm gonna time. make
1: everyone sit through this like, <laughs> yeah no no
0: play the whole fucking yeah. thing Jeff go fuck yourself Dave this was really fun uh I, you and I are going oh, to be back next just, week. I'm pretty sure is going to be off for the yes. next couple of weeks. Just
1: before we go, I had the pleasure. I, I, I jumped back on Twitch, which we used to stream on, but we don't anymore because of right. Apple technical difficulties. Uh, let's not go there. Um, but um, yeah, I, I jumped onto a watch party that someone else had because we yeah. used to do these. Um, and uh, I watched Highlander this week.
0: Oh, sweet, did yeah. Oh, oh yeah.
1: my God. I would not seen that in so long. It was so much fun to watch it with a group of people online. Um, I forgot that Clancy Brown, who is one of the most like prolific character actress, actors ever, look him up, he's done fucking everything, um, Is was the Kurgan in this movie.
0: Oh, sweet. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I also didn't I know. know that Highlander, call me an idiot here, but wasn't it... Uh... Was it only the film starring uh what the fuck is his name he plays a uh, Raymond Christopher Lambert in the movie. Christopher Christopher Lambert,
1: Lambert. <laughs> yeah yes it was uh him and Sean Connery
0: Yeah him and Sean yeah. Connery They had so
1: sure, yeah. Sean Connery is in this movie Highlander like it is the best uh, don't watch anything except Highlander if you search for Highlander anything else that pops up don't watch it but
0: yeah okay. <laughs> just Highlander thank you Yeah, yeah was there it's anything on else Amazon. you wanted to uh Wanted to recommend what you've been watching. I still, folks, if you've listened to the previous episode, Dave and I record these uh, in one fell swoop. So we're just drunker than thirty minutes ago. <laughs> and uh, we're just talking about another movie. That's all that's really changed. So I still have not seen anything else that I want to recommend. I'm hoping I'll have some. I did actually watch I watched
1: one of my guilty pleasures, uh, Demolition Man.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Sliced Stallone,
1: Wesley Snipes, while he's still like back when he still gave a shit. Like, it was, it was, a yeah. Pre-tax evasion. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why did I get buzzed? (laughs) No, it was me. I buzzed myself for calling him out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the Demolition Man is one of my guilty pleasures. It's so much fun and cute. So, yeah, give that a look as well.
0: Nice. Well, uh... We haven't decided what we're doing next week, have we?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if you can go to a cinema because the like the one we had slated for next week, which was Free Guy, uh, is yeah. only in cinemas. So yeah,
0: I, saw, I was. Just, we'll, yeah. Let's
1: let's we'll we'll find out if you can go to a cinema safely or not, and if you can't, then we're gonna do some. Should have seen it by now
0: exactly yeah if yes, you uh check am, in on the social media i'm not
1: endangering john under any
0: circumstances no i don't want to do that because we school. we
1: love we love doing this podcast but yeah fuck you we don't love
0: doing this podcast that
1: much we're not killing exactly, John. exactly yeah don't yeah. take
0: any risks uh we are at the love of cinema if you pod. want to feel
1: like you want to kill john go back and watch the franchise face off
0: i get very upset several times and <laughs> you, you'll you'll enjoy uh just listen to the Star Wars oh, episode i know oh, it's bad <laughs> No, no, that's still... I thought you were still buzzing me for that nope. episode. <laughs> just my, my whole thesis on that entire episode. <laughs> Passing the Furious all the way. Um, mm. Yeah, follow us on at uh, the love of cinema pod everywhere except for Twitter. We're just at the love of cinema there. And you can see we will update what we're going to be talking about next week. But because free mm. guy is only in theaters. We might change it up and we might only be doing some Should Have Seen It By Now and Was It Really That Bad that you can safely watch online. I'm still going to see uh, it. I'll release my own video. Yeah, he's going to do it. He's going (laughs) to do it anyway. I'm going to get some Uh, bourbon and we'll we'll party. fans... Film fans, I feel like we really put you through it with this episode. Sorry,
1: everyone. that Thank was you for Woman. hanging Blame, with us blame while Lloyd. We about uh, uh, Lloyd is a friend of mine I used to work with who suggested this film. Uh, you know what? Uh, he's a, Lloyd. He's vin- yeah, he's a vindictive the fuck, 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 you, fuck who he lives in Europe <laughs> and basically just flies his drone into people's windows and stares at them naked. So yeah, it's. A,
0: I can't back that Jesus up. I don't know if Christ, Lloyd does that. Almighty, what the fuck? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Come on, Lloyd, stop flying your drone and stop fucking yeah. making us talk about movies that was rough dude i'm drunk. yeah all right this was fun <laughs> i can't wait to be back next week jeff we miss you go fuck good night yourself. neverland <laughs>